Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, well, you heard the crowd applause, so you know it's time for Dave the IT Guy. And let me just tell you that this is our end-of-the-year episode. I'm Dave. He's Jason. This is it. Dave the IT Guy is ending tonight. So after this one, you're still going to find me on Twitter and on Facebook and other places. But the Dave the IT Guy uh, show as it is, is ending now. And I'm going to take this thing into more of a consumer products review thing and just kind of have fun with gadgets and things so that I can keep uh, keep playing with stuff. But the real new security stuff is going to be with Jason and and I'm going to let Jason throw out the name. We've decided on a show name. So, Jason, let the world know what's coming next. All right. Well, the name of the show that we decided on was uh, Bring Your Own Security, uh, BYOS. BYOS, yeah, bring your yeah. own shit. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to – it's going to be awesome. We're going to premiere uh, coming up here the first week of January 2018. We're going to be a yeah. weekly show, one hour. Um, working on domain name, but looks like uh, bringyourownsecurity.net is where you're going to find us. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter is already reserved at BYOS Radio. So go save it, go favorite it, go tweet us, do something. Um, Jason, why don't you talk a little bit about the, the format? Like, you know, this, this series, for the people who has been listening to me for the last almost two years, know that I don't do many interviews on this particular series. I've, I've, I've done some at events, places where I get to meet really high-powered people. Um, and now that I've made those contacts, I really haven't taken the time to exploit that and bring those people on air. But why don't you talk a little bit about some of the ideas that we are throwing out for next year and for this new show? Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a one-point statement. So um, one of the things we're looking at is uh, talking to vendors that are out here that are hot, that are actually doing things, um, that have nice products. Um, and between me and you, uh, I know we all have you know, ran into uh, vendors and we've we've tried things and we've made contacts that way. So I think it would be good to expose um, uh, products and such that, you know, we feel that are pretty decent products to uh, anybody that's interested. Right on. And I know that uh, Jason and I have also talked about, you know, not just product reps and, you know, this isn't going to be 60 minutes of selling you stuff, right? I, I'm, I don't know yet, and we're still working out the format, but, you know, some of these, uh, many of these episodes that have the um, the speakers and the guests, you know, we're going to give them just 15 or 20 minutes of our of our 60, or, or maybe we give them 30, I don't know. Um, 
but you know, it's the whole idea is to kind of let you know what's out there. And then maybe Jason and I can talk about, well, you know, we did use that product and it was great, or maybe it wasn't so great, or give you some ideas of how you can use it. But we're also going to bring people on that are doers, you know, not just people selling you something or telling you how great their stuff is, but yep. we're going to bring out CIOs, CISOs, CEOs, and all the other mm-hmm. alphabet soups that I can think of, but, yep. and, and just day-to-day techs. They don't have to have a title, but people right. that are in the field putting the security to work man so i'm excited man this is gonna be a great new year for us to to really bring out the best in people yeah it's gonna be good to get in people's heads and really find out you know what makes them tick who are they what do they do um what what keeps them up at night (laughs) you know what is their spirit animal you know, things that's right. you could just ask many things, but yeah, that's yep. you know, a few things. Yeah. I mean, the important yeah. stuff, five hour energy drink or, you know, some other thing, what's what keeps them awake literally yeah, at night right. when they're working late, you know, plus what keeps them from <laughs> going to sleep. But, um, you know, and so, and one of the things that Jason brought, um, when he and I first hooked up about this show was, you know, right now, day, the IT guys for fun, right? We're, I'm out there just blabbing about crap that interests me and, and things like that. But, you know, we're going to, it's going to, there's going to be real value starting with our new show uh bring your own security because we're working to make sure that you know certain entities that offer certifications like isc2 and CompTIA and whoever else we can come up with that we can work with and get accredited in whatever word that means for them so that we can you can have value earn some ceus for listening to us yep and even if we're not accredited i mean we can still you know, advertise the fact that we do uh, offer these as CPEs. You just have to, you know, confer with your uh, organization. Right on. So there's a lot of great stuff coming, you know, 2018 for us. Uh, and hopefully for all of you, it's going to be awesome. Um, many of the same um, media that carries this show uh, will still carry us. Um, we will um, have a short delay on iHeartRadio. Because with the new episode, we have to to record four episodes before we can come back live there. Um, but you won't miss us, right? Because we're going to record all of our episodes in real time. And then once we have four of them spooled up, we'll show up in the iHeartRadio feed again under the new one. And then you can just go back and listen to the first four and get caught up. So you yep. won't miss us. But all the other places, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, dang, who am I missing? There's... Hmm. Podcast, automatic, it's yeah, all automatic, um, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, uh, tune Podcast in. Republic. Yeah, Podcast Republic, tune in. I think I said iTunes already, but I'll say it again. Um, so yeah, any place that you would normally find a podcast, we're gonna be there. Um, the ones that's kind of unique for us is having access to the iHeartRadio network. So um, you'll find us everywhere. And we're gonna certainly promote ourselves. So if you can't find us, that's only because you didn't try. Yeah. So, so we're there. So, th- so the rest of this particular episode, for however long it's going to last, was Jason and I decided to just kind of freestyle and talk about the things about 2017 that were interesting to us in some way or another. What we thought was a big deal, uh, what we thought we really screwed the pooch on, maybe 
professionally or personally and what we see that the industry may be screwed the pooch on and then what might be coming down the pike at us next year that we better all prepare for. So um, we haven't vetted this show out very well as far as like we wanted to really, or at least I wanted to. I didn't tell Jason that, but I wanted mm-hmm. to just kind of throw him on the spot a little bit and do the same for myself even and um, and just – come up with like what's topical so um, I'm going to let Jason start it off so and, and if I tongue tie you uh, that's okay but so Jason in 2017 let's start with this what was the one if there is just one or one type of event that you can look back at and say man that was a real industry changer and I think I know where you're going to go but let's see if we're on the same page well I don't know about it being an industry changer but there were things like wanna cry Petya um uh you know uh, WikiLeaks had the CIA Vault 7 um there was Cloudbleed there was um there was definitely a lot of things that had a lot of people scurrying over the year um, and you know, I'm, I'm one included in that and I'm pretty sure you were Dave. Yep. Well, and you went exactly where I figured you was going to go. I mean, <laughs> I think the ransomwares of, of 2017 were definitely eye openers to everyone. Yeah, they were, they were touches on point, a computer. Man. They were on point. Yeah. I, I know that we, uh, I'm in the healthcare field and, um, wow, man, as soon as one of our, um, I don't want to call them sister hospitals, but, uh, a loose affiliated hospital in Kentucky, they got hit hard and their backups were not tested and confirmed. And they ultimately paid uh, $27,000 to get their stuff back. And mm. oddly they commented about how great the customer service of the hackers were because uh, within just like two hours of, of their Bitcoin being confirmed in the wallet that they sent it to their, their, um, their key was sent to them for them to decrypt their stuff. So, um, uh. Unreal. Um, so yeah, it, it's a ransomware was crazy this year. That would be the one thing to me that I think really got the people who are not IT people, like the the CEOs and the the whatever the leaders that normally barely log into a computer on their own. It got their attention because now they felt the pain of hell. I can't even turn on my computer because it's locked, or my data's gone. Or I got this big bill, and I don't even know what the hell Bitcoin is or how to buy it and how to transfer it. And you have to go through that process, which is an aggravation of its own. I mean, is that, you know, without saying who, Jason works with the government. So I'm sure that you had some really good uh, yeah. stories of either other government agencies or civilian agencies reaching out to you guys maybe. but Oh, there, was some, there, were, there were a few government agencies that actually did try and pay. Um won't say who they are, but, uh, yeah, that, that happened a few times, uh, before, uh, I think people started, people started wising up a little bit and then realizing that, Hey, we shouldn't be paying this. Yeah. I, uh, man, I wish I'd have been one of the people that I had like a, a Bitcoin or a PayPal receipt from that showed, Hey, somebody dot GOV. <laughs> <laughs> I, would oh, th- I think I would tweet that out. Like, yeah. Hey, look what look what somebody paid. <laughs> Be hating life, man. And I'm trying to recall some of the bigger businesses that actually tried to pay, um, tried to pay the actual ransom for this stuff. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't recall a lot of the civilian. Bit, well, not, I call them civilian, but um, being in the healthcare field, I was definitely more focused on healthcare organizations around the country and around the world. I mean, in the UK, the biggest healthcare organization in the UK got crushed, and they paid. I mean, they paid. Oh yeah, they paid handsomely. You I, paid dearly, man. Yeah, yeah, they paid. They paid a lot of euro or whatever, but. Um, you know, here in the U.S., I know that there was a big hospital in L.A. or close to L.A. that got uh, hit hard, and they ultimately paid. There was one in Arkansas that paid. Um, damn, I want to say Oklahoma, but I can't remember the fourth one is. I know, so I know that there was at least four that that I can recall that actually paid. And there's probably many others that paid under the radar um, that just you know they didn't want to make it public. But um, hmm. knock on wood, and I, and I don't I don't publicize the healthcare system I work for because. You know, being on the air and talking a little smack at times, I don't want our facilities to get targeted. So I don't publicly say where I work uh, for that reason alone. And, um, you know, we're not going to publicly mention Jason's agency uh, only because, A, he probably shouldn't. And, B, we don't want his agencies to be targeted mm. either because of yeah. us being on air. So, so for well, those of you that want to know where we work. Uh, now I can think about it now. Tough uh, Uber was one of the ones that tried to do that. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Uber tried to pay off some uh, ransomware, but they are far from the only ones that have. That's for sure. But that, that's the one that kind of sticks in my mind that, that I thought of recently was Uber. Nice. But yeah, I would say that ransomware was definitely the 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 news, the security news story of, of 2017 initially. But... And again, so now I'll throw you on the spot again because I, I think I know what my answer is going to be. But <laughs> so because of all of this, what do you think the number one benefit that came out of ransomware for the business community at large, not just the IT people that work at companies, but for businesses, is was there a positive benefit that came out of ransomware, do you think? I think there's a positive spin put on this for really any agency for the fact that now you've experienced something and now you have a way to combat that with the human beings that actually click on these links. So it's something that you actually add to like a security awareness training you would do yearly. Some kind of informational part that you can give to your users to say, okay, these are the things to look out for. And it's all about learning from mistakes. Mistakes are not a bad thing. Something happens, you learn from it. If you don't, you're just repeating history. Exactly. Well, I know that I told people that I did not warn you about these topics, and yet uh, it's going to sound like we did because – that's exactly the the exact same benefit that that I think I see from this year as well is that organizations are now taking the the training and the security side of IT so much more importantly or they are putting at least an appropriate level emphasis on this topic that the rest of us in the IT field are finally be able to take a deep breath and sigh and say, thank God, you're finally giving me some money to to do whatever training, or maybe I need that new tool to monitor my stuff, or whatever it is that you've been begging for for the last five years that everybody kept saying. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's not enough money in the budget for now. If there's yeah. enough, there's enough money. And if you don't have funding for security, I can tell you now, you better go talk to the CIO. You better talk to somebody. Because, uh, you know, it's not going to get any better. And you yeah. gotta have a way to combat that. Yeah, it's yeah. I our organization actually because of of the aforementioned affiliated hospital getting hit, um, we automatically came up. We not automatically, wrong word. We surprisingly found seventeen thousand dollars to purchase um, some third party and um, online training that we're able to use, not just one time, but you're able to use it ongoing. So you're able to assess. Um, and then t- train, and then test, and then circle back on a quarterly basis and reassess. And actually, I guess I can say it. So it's Wombat. Um, there's no before that uh, Mitnick is involved with, and a few other organizations. But um, we chose Wombat Security um, to do our training. And for, at a th- for th- if you buy a three-year contract for the size of our organization, the all-you-can-eat buffet was $17,000 for us. And we Ooh. are a nonprofit and it was end of end of year cuz we just bought this this service after demoing it. So they gave mm. us some end of year discounts right so the sales reps could hurry up and get some last sales on the books. But mm. you know between being a nonprofit end of year 17 grand for more than 1500 employees and it's all you can mm. eat. They've got posters you can download and print. a lot of ribs, man. Yeah, I mean there's there's <laughs> posters you can download and print and anyway, whatever. Now I'm going into a sales pitch. Whatever. So Was the first was the first drink free? <laughs> the first that's right, I wish. I know the first uh the first test the we bar. did. Well, you know what? Now that you say it that way, I'm going to say we did our first test and we targeted just leadership people, uh managers and above in our organization, which Oh, was, you wailed. Oh, dude, and it was like 85 of us, right? 85 people. And the average score on the assessment um by industry was by our the healthcare industry, the average score was supposed to be 82%. So it's a 55 question assessment that took like 20, 20, 25 minutes to just, you know, click multiple choice assessment. And the average was 82. And we had like mm. out of 80 some managers, 82% passing. So out of 80 some managers and leaders and directors and CEOs and everybody else that we hit with this thing, and we did not tell them it was coming, we had five that scored above 82%. Nice. Everybody else was any anywhere between thirty five percent and seventy. Well, so, those guys that were eighty five percent or higher were probably more focused on security then. 
Yeah. Well, I, they were they were people that were yeah, that use like they they design and create like their own SharePoint sites internally and things like that. So oh, there you go. More techie oriented, right? We did yeah. not hit any IT people because we didn't want them to skew the results. So it was all you know people that are nurses and doctors even and um maintenance staff leadership and um dietary leadership and other types of you know sectors like that within a, a hospital setting and man was it an eye opener because our our leadership was like people know how to use computers I'm like no they don't they might know how yeah. to turn it on and click stuff but they have no idea what they're clicking and after we had these assessments and I went back and I said, you know, more than 70% of just our leaders have no idea what they're doing. How would you extrapolate that to the other 1500 people in the organization? Mm-hmm. Who theoretically don't have a similar education. And if yeah. more than 70% of our organization is putting us at risk, yeah. what day do I get to sign the contract for this service? Well, um, that's the other thing you got to keep in mind that, um, role-based training, for different roles should include security. I don't care if it's your admins or your managers or any of them. They should have at least a small grip on security, at least at the minimum. Yeah, very much so. Well, we certainly found that that was not the case. So we are heading into 2018 ourselves at, at our yeah. facilities with a renewed vigor for training and and, re- and making it required. I mean, you're – your um, uh, semi-annual and annual assessments uh, have a a like fifteen percent. Like, did you complete your security awareness quarterly trainings, and mm-hmm. did you achieve a minimum score of eighty percent or above? And if yeah. not, you know your potential pay raise is hit a little bit, or your performance evaluation is going to be hit a little bit because you could not achieve these scores so we're taking very real measured steps to make sure that people take our security awareness training that we're paying for uh, seriously no doubt well that's good because i think as far as an organization everyone should take uh security awareness training at least on a yearly basis and not only that anytime you're vetting a person or bringing them in that should be the first thing they're doing before they even get a functional account, in a lot of cases, the places I've been, you won't even get an account until you've taken that training. Or at least if you've gotten an email address, you're getting it so you can get the link to the training, but you ought to take that training within five days. That's yep. that's that's yep. the type that I've, you know, the organizations that I've been in. Well, thankfully, that's where we're headed. Thank goodness, because yeah, it's it's scary business. So that's wow, all that's, policy. Yep, that's funny. We just spent the last ten minutes talking about that one thing that I thought would yeah. be like a three-minute topic. So that's kind of <laughs> <funny>. uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, um, yeah. So be that as it may, I think we both landed in the same place with what was the most important bad thing, but one of the better things that came out of that whole thing but there's so much more in it security that happened this year there are things like new tools and new new methods and new thought processes and new ways Mm -hmm. to audit things and and you and i right before we came live on air we're talking about uh, a baselining method that that I, i mean i'm in this field i eat live and breathe this stuff and i don't do it 
yet, although we have been talking about doing it. So yeah. why don't you bring that topic up a little bit about about baselining and, and the differences between maybe hardware and software? Yeah, I, I could do an outline of it. And, you know, in the near future, I could probably do a more detailed um, set of events as far as that goes. But I am a heavy practitioner in doing uh, OS baselines and, you know, having staff understand uh, how these OS baselines actually help prevention. This is These are things that you can be proactive on that – they're not going to make it impossible for somebody to hack, okay? And don't get me wrong by making the, by making the statement that when you secure something, that it isn't you know, hackable. Sure, it is. But there are industry best practices that you can put in place that are going to make it a little tougher to do. It ain't going to make it impossible. But things like baselines, like using uh, CIS, which is the Center for uh, Information, uh, what's it, uh, Center for Information, Information Security. So, you know, using baselines from CIS, uh, roughly you're doing a lot of what the DOD and a lot of what some federal government agencies do in that case. And, you know, you're talking about basic minimal settings. You're, you're, what you're doing is basically you're being prudent. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And uh, Talk a little bit about, though, like, uh, so people might, if, if for those that don't do uh, OS baselining, talk a little bit about what that does. I mean, it goes out and looks at open ports. It gives you some ideas of, of where to harden or some maybe some leaky memory, right, or some other issues that you might not even realize are happening, right? Is that the right direction? Right. And and like I said, this is um, – a CIS does offer – like guides and such that you can actually look at for this. So if you go to uh, www.cissecurity.org, um, you can actually look and you can actually register. And they do have like a light version of the uh, what they call the Syscat. The Syscat is more uh, there's there's a lot more to it, but they make a lighter version that does like Windows 10, um, and you can kind of get an example from that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there are things like, um, let me see if I can go ahead and give me one second here. Well, he's looking okay. that up. I, so, okay, well, if you found it already, then I'll just skip what I was I'm working on it now. All right. Well, while he's looking that up to refresh his own memory, I'll say that we've done, we being my organization, we do hardware baselining. And for us, what that means is we're looking at, uh, we want to know when our systems are at, at work, when they're working. What is the what should I see? What what's my average processor? Um, what's my average RAM usage? What's my average um, hard drive spindle speeds? Things like that um, on our especially in our VMware environment. So what what should I, what should I see? And how we've used that in the past is we we put monitors on those things. So if we get above ten percent above our uh, baseline threshold that we are expecting to see then we're going to start looking and say, okay, why, when it alerts us, you know, is, is there something going on that's causing us to hit 
more than 10% of what we expect. Um, now, sometimes it's legitimate stuff. Like sometimes an, an oddball backup goes a little berserk and starts eating up RAM or something. You know, so there's legitimate reasons. But we've actually caught um, a ransomware attack against us within the first, like, two minutes of the attack. And we were able to, you know, stop it quickly and find that it hit, like, well, in just like those couple of minutes i guess it hit roughly twenty thousand files but in the grand scheme of things that was easy for us to fix because our data backups are tested so we knew we can just hit delete and recover these files quickly i mean that twenty thousand files was less than five gigs of data and i mean we recovered from a ransomware attack in less than uh, 15 minutes total from from the time of monitoring to figuring out what it was to being completely recovered so Baselining in hardware certainly did a big deal for us, um, it, and I imagine software baseline can be a very similar thing. Yeah, I think the intention here, especially with baselining, you don't want to lock it down and make it a doorstop. Okay, that's going to be of no use to anybody. So, you know, the intention of this is to be practical and prudent. You know, you want to you want to be able to provide a benefit to security. You know, you don't want to inhibit. Uh, you don't want to inhibit any of the technology and be unacceptable in that case. So there are going to be, you know, items. <clears throat> there are going to be items such as account policies, you know, like how you're doing your password policies, how you're doing your lockouts. Do you have a threshold? Um, any local policies, like if you're going to do any, any audit policies, you know, how are you saving your audits? Are you doing, uh, successes and failures? Where are you storing this? Um, are there certain ones that you want to look at successes and necess- not necessarily failures? You don't want to overlog the system. Um, there's going to be like user rights assignments. There's a multitude of security options. And I know a lot of the a lot of the Windows folks here kind of um, can can relate with a lot of this, um, but it deals with like logins, um, everything from system services, things in your registry, um, configurations for your wireless. So there's going to be profiles for your policies. Um, the firewalls, so if you're using a Windows firewall, your different firewalls, depending on what version of uh, Windows 10 you might be using. Um, and that's kind of getting off the point because this also has to do with Linux. You can do RHEL 6, RHEL 7. You can do um, any of your networking devices. So if you want to do Cisco ASAs or you want to do um, the routers, you want to do Juniper, uh, Checkpoint, you know, there's... There are audits for all of these devices, and it goes much further. You can actually do software. So you can baseline your um, Windows Office. You can baseline um, Google Chrome. You can do Firefox. Um, You can do the Edge browser. You can do IE. Um, There's a lot to do with, like, uh, TCP IP in here that you can actually configure um it it, the list goes on and on and on and on but you know these are a lot of settings that are made so that 
you can take a lot of unnecessary things and either shut them down or keep them depending on your company policy. Again, it depends. Um, so there's a lot there. Well, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that baseline can certainly, um, give you in. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Insight into what's happening in your organization and give you some abilities to, you know, like you said, to lock it down, but not not basically brick it either. That's right. Um you know, there's definitely a, a sweet spot in there somewhere, and, and that sweet spot's going to be a sliding scale from organization to organization. But I know yep. for us, we didn't we didn't really break anything. We closed down, you know, because of different healthcare um, applications. Sometimes we use some oddball port numbers, right? So we have to open up some really right. weird stuff um, at times. But um, it certainly gave us an idea of okay, this is open. What is it open for? Oh, yeah, it's used for that mm-hmm. utility or that app. Um, so yep. we could document it better. So it's certainly. And if you do it, efforts. and if you do it on the system versus doing it like from a firewall or a router. So you could also do your ACLs if you didn't necessarily want to do it on each system. So there's some flexibility there, too. Well, we, we certainly, um, we're, we're certainly going to be um, excited for our new systems um, I don't think I've said but we are going to an all flash uh, hyper converged system that that we bought um, in the, the first couple of months of 2018 and I would expect that our baselines to be out off the charts I mean we're yeah. talking about teraflops of IOPS and I love just saying that yep. phrase but um, you know versus the hundreds of IOPS that we have now, we're talking about thousands of IOPS. So yeah. I, I can't wait uh, to see what a baseline looks like compared to what our current baseline is. So, But the other point you bring up, and this is kind of uh, segueing into the next thing, is that you bring up um, hardware monitoring. But there's also doing the audit monitoring along with the, um, you know, hand-in-hand with the uh, vulnerability so, you know, scanners such as if you were going to use uh, Nessus or um, Nexpose or if you have Retina, uh, it depends on whichever one you have. But all of these, and even if you have a seam tool, you can do that as well. Like if you have Alien Vault or there's a multitude of others. Um, but you can also monitor your baselines from that level. So once you've baselined your image 
or your system that you're going to use for an image and you already have that kind of baked in if you're not going to use group policy which is something else altogether because i know that there are there are folks that have opinion on whether or not you would bake an image in at local or use a gpo but regardless of that um doing it from the scanning level where you actually use um, your audits there will actually show you any variances that you have on your network. So if you actually have something and you say, this is my baseline, and you have that all marked out, then you start to see variances. That's going to start to show you that somebody's, not, somebody's putting something out here that you know wasn't approved. You're, that's when you start to see degradation happening. And that's when you can kind of nip it in the bud at that time by seeing it going through the scanning process. Yep. Yeah, we actually caught somebody dumping a boatload of, um, they had a bunch of um, videos and things that they had taken with an iPhone. And their iPhone had run out of space. That uh, SD card was like a 64 gig. And while 64 gigs of data on an environment our size is really not that big of a deal, because it was transferring so much data so fast, it triggered our SEIM um, alerts that that data it looked like a data uh, exfiltration was happening. Uh, at a yeah, that's interesting. Speed. So, so we like saw that real quick and and blocked it. And then when we realized what it was, it's like, okay, you're just trying to upload, you know, clear your phone off to your your personal H drive we provide you, but but it looked odd to our our monitoring. Yeah, that's interesting because it starts to. That's when you start to get into the uh, landscape of uh, DLP. At that point, so you're dealing with data loss protection, um, and that depends on your organization again. Um, but there are going to be organizations that have you know these policies in place where if you inserted a USB drive and it knows it's a flash drive, it's going to block it, or it yep. could, or it could just audit it. You know. Well, we made some changes uh, based on that one time. We actually made some changes that if the destination was inbound to the server that houses our individual users' H drives, that we we basically upped how much data could come inbound um, because of that reason. Like, okay, I'm, I'm exporting some data off of a, something legit. Um, but we also had to kind of... Um, well, I forget what word I'm looking for here, but we had to we had to kind of tweak it. There we go um, to make sure that some virus wasn't coming inbound either. So we had to do put some heuristic um, capabilities on that on that policy tweak. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was interesting that we captured something like that. And had we not baselined activity first, we would not have even had that alert in place to know that something was happening. So it certainly makes a difference. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's when you start to get into behavioral and behavioral analysis. That's just, that's just a whole nother monster there. Yeah. <clears throat> so by the way, um, one thing that I thought of about our new show that uh, just kind of came back in my mind because you just said it is mm -hmm. for those of us that follow us and I'm going to uh, say it again, um, 
bring your own security.net. Uh, looks like it's going to be our domain. But I'm going to put up a counter that's going to be the Jason says it depends counter. There you and go. I'm, and I'm going to click a little thingy <laughs> during every show, and we're going to keep a tally. And we might start a contest in February. Yeah. That if you can guess um, how many times by October that he says it depends, the closest <laughs> one without going over is going to get um, – Maybe we'll find one of the bigger security events like Black Hat or, well, that's in July, so we can't do that one. But we'll find some <laughs> event, and uh, we'll get you some passes to come meet us at, at an event <laughs> and uh, bring you as a media guest, and uh, we'll go have some fun with that. So, How about so, I just drink a shot every time I do that or something? <laughs> well, then By we'll that never time, get I'll through be, a well, show. I'll be wanting to start trouble or something by the time the show's over with. You won't, we won't be able to get you through one on some Yeah, days, but, uh, piece I, of me. I think you just said it depends for the first time in the first 32 minutes, which is kind of a – that's probably a new record. It took you 32 minutes No, actually, minutes I said it about three times already. It just, well, see, I wasn't paying enough attention then. You got you slipped a couple by the, the monitor yeah. police. I snuck a couple so, in. But, yeah, we'll have to – so that will be one of the, the, the things that we'll do next year is we'll try to find some ways to – yeah, doing it depends on meter. Stupid. That's right. It, it depends countdown. Yeah, it um, depends on meter. But yeah, and, and and like I said, for those folks that um, and we we didn't bring it up at the beginning when we were talking about all the new great things, we're going to try to incorporate incorporate ways into the new show for you all to be a part of it too. Um, things like uh, live chat, so you can ask questions in real time for those of you that join us during live uh, uh, recordings, and um, you can of course. You can tweet at us or email us uh, questions or topics that you want us to to cover. Or um, if you're a content uh, expert on something or you feel like you are, feel free to reach out to us yeah. and um, yeah, we'll bring you on the show. We'll bring you on the show and interview you and let you let you tell us how much how yep. awesome you are and how much we suck. We're okay with that. <laughs> um, and then as we find uh, different events that we might be attending ourselves, uh, we will certainly invite. Those of you to come meet us or possibly to get a chance to come for free and meet us where where we can work something out. So, again, next year, a lot of great stuff coming at us. Yeah. And, uh, Jason, I'll say this. We're now 40 minutes into this particular episode. And at the beginning, when we were talking about freestyling this particular episode and not really having an agenda in place... I wondered if we would make it to the 40-minute mark without having to cut it short. But, well, it looks like we um, did. Well, we're actually going to probably, I'm going to end up, you know, we'll end up making it to 60 minutes and still not cover all the <laughs> stuff that, that I thought at least we might cover. So um, much more interesting than um, than I, it boiled out to be. I thought this would be more of a, a silly thing, but um, and thankfully it's not because I wanted to make sure that the name, the sh- name that the show that's had my name on it for two years, um, I didn't want it to go out with a fizzle. So I appreciate that uh, you were able to um, help help me end this thing on a good note with good. Yeah, con- man, good we content. only need a fizzle here, man. So good content, but um, so let, let's let's change a little bit and let's talk a little bit about um, about <sighs> I forgot how to say it, but not things. But but maybe things. And we've talked a little bit like SCIN and we brought some of that monitoring stuff up. But it, was there anything in 2017 from a, a hardware perspective that got your attention? Some new kind of something or 
a vendor building something, a new version of something. Was there anything like that that kind of got your attention at all? Anything? Uh, the only thing I could think that I've that I've roughly worked with lately is uh and 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 I'll have I'll have I'll have uh I'll have someone from this company actually uh come out and get interviewed and let them go ahead and um run a spiel uh if I can but uh there's a company called Tanium so started working with this uh uh company a little bit um and I gotta tell you, man, they uh, they were they were pretty impressive. Cause it, uh, I'll give you a short description. Tanium's like an endpoint security uh, for systems, but basically you can actually manage systems um, with this. So what it can do is it's it's kind of like a um, it's a combination of many things. Like for one thing, um, you can query any of these systems that have the client on them and actually use plain English to pull your data. Like if you wanted to ask like, uh, you know, what is the size of C on, on X system? And you, it would actually pull that information real time. And the same thing with just many things like how many laptops do I have that have critical vulnerabilities? You could actually, Type that in and run a real-time query. I mean, sometimes you got to be a little careful depending on how many systems you have because <laughs> it can uh, take up some uh, network contention. But, yeah, it, it seems like a pretty interesting product. I'm still kind of in the beginning stages with that product, but it is, it is pretty cool that um, it does a lot, and there's probably a lot more than I can mention at this time, but uh, if you ever want to look at the product, it's uh, uh, www.tanium.com. T-A-N-I-U-M. I've uh, I've seen them at a couple of um, events that I've been at. I, I most recently I, I saw them at Black Hat. Uh, they had had a booth there, as did many industry people. Um, so I don't I don't recall that I spent a lot of time talking to them. Uh, at that particular time when I saw them, yeah, I had other uh, interviews scheduled, and I was on a kind of a time crunch. But um, yeah, I mean, there's like a detect and response portion of it. These are like plugins. There's an asset visibility, so you can actually take collections of your assets and get that all in a nice, neat little list that you can export. Um, you can, you know, there's just so much to it. It's 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 a very powerful tool. I don't want to sound like I'm advertising for them. I, but say, man, y'all I say thought it was it, interesting. We need to reach out to them and ask them for uh, commissions or something. Because man, <laughs> you're just, no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I can get I can get probably uh, one of the one of the higher up uh, like technical guys nice. to probably come in and uh, interview. Nice. And I think for me, with along the lines of what's new and exciting, you know, it, it's not new, but for us, it, it was new. And that was um, the hyper-converged infrastructure stuff. We were really very late to that party um, in our – now, in the healthcare field overall, uh, hyper-converged infrastructure has less than 2% penetration 
U.S. wide. Um, so it's, it, it, to the healthcare field, it's very new and almost unheard of. And to us, we had actually signed a deal with uh, a vendor to buy a traditional SAN switch server environment to replace our current environment. And at the last minute, we bumped into a vendor at an event that was a hyper-converged uh, vendor. And um, we're like, what? And then we saw their presentation. We're like, holy crap, how do we not know about this stuff? And Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Then we're like, well, let's bring in three of them, right? Let's let's go. And we literally brought two different um, vendor stacks in-house. And we put some VMs on there. And, and in one case, we put live VMs. We transferred them over. Now, we had our, our secondary data center on a hot standby in case these things took a crap. But yeah. we put live VMs on this infrastructure. And I got to tell you, it was amazing at how how much performance difference there was, how much everything. And just the ability to, you know, go from a one-click restore. So in mm. our environment, we basically bought six nodes, three for one data center, three for the other. But they're on a 40-gig switch now, or they will be in January, and they're going to be a hot, hot site. So a full and complete failure of any component, whether it be hardware-based, software-based, inside the VM itself, like an OS-based problem or something like that, would be less than 60 seconds from end-to-end of failure to recovery. So that most users won't even know. We are actually going to be rebuilding our entire disaster recovery plan to include an entire organization-wide down RTO. and The RTO will be one hour or less for the entire 64 terabyte organization that we have. And we bought 95 terabytes of space so that we have room to grow. But we'll be able to recover the entire environment in less than 60 minutes. So Mm. everything's changing for us. I mean, right now, we're on a three-day RTO, and that's that's only based on the assumption that we'll have available parts that can be overnighted to us. If we yeah. ran into a snafu like that, our, we would go beyond three days currently. So to mm. go from where we are to 60 minutes or less for an entire organization, That's pretty good. it's amazing. That's like 99.99%, isn't it? Right. Yeah, right. I mean, it puts us on par with, 30 more, with most data centers. Right, right. But it puts us on par with many, if not most, data centers and certainly – at an enterprise level, it certainly puts us on par with anybody. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And in the healthcare field, it, it doesn't put us on par with anybody. We're going to be the, the industry leader, not the on par with anybody when it comes to the healthcare field. So we are certainly already planning many um, um, exposés, if that's the right word, where once we're up and running and we've got six months under our belt, um, where we're going to allow our vendor to invite others to come use us as their modeling uh, tool. And That's awesome. For, and for that, they'll give us some down-the-road discounts and things like that. But um, Well, let yeah, me ask man. you a question. 
So do you find it a challenge to try and implement new technology if it's not like HIPAA compliant, uh, you know, blessed by high tech, that type of thing? Uh, yeah, because we, we subscribe to all of that. Um, I mean, we, um, again, not wanting to say where I work, but um, we have some state um, level things that we comply with. Um, we follow the NIST guidelines, um, mm. by and large, the framework, and yeah. um, and then high tech. Um, and then there's a couple of smaller things that because of um, applications that we use, we, we follow theirs. But of, of what we bought... It is all already has reached um, certain um, certification levels. It's been HIPAA certified. It's been I, I forget the ISO number. I'm, I'm going to say nine thousand two, but I'm, I'm, I might be wrong there. Um, but they've gained compliance um, standards because it, it's not new. I mean, hyperconvergence yeah. is like what two year old uh, industry, um, but some major players have brought them on board. And yep. so they're not completely new. They're just new to our particular industry. So, but I think there's other industries that are a little faster and looser than, uh, you know, the medical industry or yeah. or uh, the federal government, which, you know, they can be a little behind the curve sometimes yeah. as well. Well, now we are too. Now our particular hospital system, oddly enough, for for many reasons, the the stuff that I literally have in my data center right now is 12 calendar years old. And oh. we, we've been buying extended warranties from the vendor we bought it from for the last eight. So it, it is so old that we've band-aided on top of the band-aids and then put some duct tape on some of those um, mm. to, to keep things running because of, again, leadership issues and, and whatever financial issues that we might have had years ago. Um, but now we had new leadership. Um, the hospital has been sound financially for years. You know, people are like finally putting importance um, back into IT for us, and we ran with it. I mean, I got to tell you, we've we've got just shade over a million dollars spent this year in IT infrastructure. We bought all new switches. I mean, the the yeah. slowest switch in our environment is a um, a one gig you know um, file switch, and with everything else is on at least a minimum of ten gig uplinks, and yeah. our SAN to SAN data center to data center uplinks are on 40 gig fiber across a, a very large distance. So, yeah. I mean, we are, we went from zero to a hundred in five months, whereas for 15 yeah. years we were going backwards. So, so yes, yeah. we, we are usually notoriously slow too. Um, but we got lucky that all the stars aligned for the right leadership, the right dollars, um, the right, the right technology to all finally and the right events like we talked about all these different uh hospitals and other places getting hit hit with ransomware and oh, these yeah. guys finding out that they were down for like four to six days the one hospital <laughs> was the one hospital was down for seven uh seven days in a row got back oh. up they got back online for like half a day and went down again for four more days so when all That's of that started hurt. Yeah, when all that started happening, we're like, um, how how long can we withstand outage like that before we yeah. just fall apart? And, I mean, it's one of those situations where it's, do I have a reason not to do this? Right, exactly. So, so yeah, we are notoriously usually slow, but for us, the stars have just aligned in the last five or six months to just be perfect in my eyes. And now I get to reap the benefits of next year being 
pretty freaking awesome. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I, I imagine there'll be some some pitfalls, but um, yeah. At the end of it, I think we'll we'll land on our feet in a very good position to to really be an industry leader, at least in healthcare, when it comes to data storage and data recovery and things like that. Um, we'll see how the security posture grows with it. You know, if it makes a difference, that'll be interesting yeah. too. Hmm. So again, we are, uh, we're about 52 minutes into a 60 minute episode. Uh, we've done well. I'm Dave, the it guy, or at least I will be for another seven and a half <laughs> minutes. And then, um, I'm not going to be him anymore unless you start listening to the new podcast. And I'm going to take a, a month off uh, before I start the new stuff. So it'll be yeah. easily February before Dave, the IT guy, comes back. And and when I do come back that way, it's going to be um, all about consumer tech type stuff. Um, and it might even be a once every two or three weeks. It'll be very not standard <laughs> time frame mm-hmm. just because I can only deal with so much consumer level tech before I get bored. Um, (laughs) what I'm really going to focus on, I think are things that, that like my neighbors or my family talk to me about to where I think, Oh yeah, maybe other people might be interested. Or if I see that some hot off the shelf item has a real major security flaw or something stupid about it that all you got to do is just pull up any IOT man and keep you going until 2020. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's what I don't want to do is, uh, <laughs> you know, everything like that, because it'll be the same answers all the time. Nope, don't buy that. They didn't vet their mm-hmm. process. Nope, don't buy that. Yep, you're buying a twenty nine ninety nine uh Wi-Fi router, and you didn't want to spend $129.99 on that Wi-Fi router. There's a reason for that. And now it talks back <laughs> to a foreign country. <laughs> that's right. There's a reason you spent 30 bucks, and... um you know, so I think that the answers in the consumer grade market are relatively always the same. You will get, get what, what you, you pay, pay for. for. Exactly right. <laughs> so I think that's that's why I'll get bored quickly. And this particular topic um, will not go well or not go often. Um, so I will definitely pick and choose my spots and my topics. So Dave, the IT guy will be more of a fun thing. Um, hit or miss. But uh, bring your own security. The BYOS um, show for Jason and I will be far more exciting, far more relevant, yeah, and uh, far more value when it comes to um, CPEs and CEUs and element OPs and CIOs and every other alphabet thing that we come up with. So yep. I'm, that I'm, way you I'm can listen excited. to it on your commute to work because I know a lot of folks have that one-hour commute or more. And I feel you because I I do over an hour myself. Yeah, well, you Just guys in way. D.C. I was say you guys in D.C. You drive an hour to get like fifty feet or some nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's 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 roughly about hey, I'd say about twenty eight miles. Takes about an hour and a half. Man, that's crap. I live <laughs> I live thirty six miles from where I work. Now I live in Cincinnati, so but I, I live about thirty six miles from where I work and. I can get there in under. I can get there right about thirty-five minutes. Now I'm a little uh, lead foot. I speed a little bit, but I'm on the highway the <laughs> whole way, and there's nobody. Like in the direction I go in the morning and the direction I come back at night, the traffic's yeah. always going the opposite way. So, yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing you relish for. Like for me, the holidays. 
like right before the holidays. Then it takes me, you know, 35 minutes to get to work because everybody's, you know, I'm the, I'm the schmuck still going into work while everybody else is, you know, taking off for the holidays and this type of thing right before the holidays. Um, that's the best time to drive in. It's like, you know, I almost just want to, want to do it. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to drive those days in cause they're just so easy. Well, unless you live in LA, I mean, did you see all the traffic for Thanksgiving where they were like hours back up on the I-5 the, like the Wednesday before oh. or the Tuesday before? That was stupid. Oh, hell to the no, man. I ain't doing yeah, that. Yeah, who drives in that shit? I don't know. I, not me. <laughs> you know, Cincinnati, we've got our own, like, stupidity when it comes to being on the roads. Like, God knows if it, like, a raindrop, there's going to be, like, 500 accidents, and people are going to drive 20 miles an hour on an open highway. But, so we have our own stupidity to deal with as well. Well, but I think if large, it still makes you happy at the end of the day, and you can, you know, sit in a car for several hours... It's what it is. What it is, man. That's right. Catch up on uh, on uh, Bring Your Own Security podcast right. and uh, and listen to us and then listen to a little bit of music and get home and be in a Zen state of mind. You will know yeah. all things IT security that you ever needed to know, or you might call in and teach us a thing or two. So whatever works. There you go. Whatever works. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming upon the end, and um, actually, uh, now that I'm two minutes out, it actually feels a little bit more weird than I thought it would. So um, <laughs> I, I did not say thanks ahead of time, but uh, I want to take this last time to say thank you to my sponsors that's been with me all year. So um, there's been a lot, but Disney has been a, a great sponsor of mine. Um, the 1-800-GOT-JUNK people have been great for me this year. Um who else? My gosh. Off and on, I haven't had everybody for the whole year, but uh, GoDaddy sponsored me for a little bit, although I didn't get the cool race car uniform like Danica Patrick did. Um, oh, we'd have to get a picture of that. Or that yeah, was that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had some great sponsors this year, off and on. And for those of you that I'm not saying thank you now, it's only because I'm brain cramping and not because you're not appreciated. So thank you. Uh, we might reach out to you again in 2018 for our new show. Hopefully you're still interested, but if not, you were very well appreciated uh, for this year for all that you did for me, and uh, I want to make sure that I say thank you enough to all of them, and uh, thank you to everybody that's taking this show from a daydream of mine um, almost two years ago and bringing me to a point where I average 88,000 downloads per episode. I mean, it's been an amazing ride, and for me to go out to some of these events and people hear my name and be like, oh, I hear you all the time. And for me to get a black hat and have CEOs of companies tell me that they download my podcast and, and actually show it to me on their on their iPhones and things was just amazing. So, mm. so thank you to all of you guys. Jason, I want to say thank you for, like, I mean, you and I have known each other a little bit. Um, yeah. I've known your wife for much longer. But the fact that you are willing to jump in and start this whole new thing with me is uh Appreciate it as well, and certainly yeah, no problem. More fun. So, thanks to you. Thanks to everybody else. This is it. Thirty seconds. I'm done. So, <laughs> he's Jason. I'm Dave. Um, look yes, for sir. us in 2018, and um, we'll be tweeting and and letting everybody know when to look for us live. So, thanks again, everybody. This is it. I am Dave, the IT guy, and I am signing off. Good night. See ya.